Join Greenbook at the 2024 Insight Innovation Exchange Conference Series. IIEX is your global hub for connections, inspiration, and innovative solutions in market research. Visit greenbook.org events to learn more about events in Asia, the Americas, and Europe. Use the code podcast for 20% off general admission on all upcoming events. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Nailbiter. Nailbiter is a global quantitative video metrics platform using in-the-moment video to capture and code real shopping and consumer behavior in-store, online, and at home. Nailbiter turns these into actionable metrics that are proven at many of the world's leading CPG brands. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Green Book Podcast. We appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to spend it with us. And by us, that means uh, that I have a guest. And today, all of our guests are special. But this one is particularly cool, and I've been looking forward to. I have Adriana Roca, founder and co-CEO of EC Global with me. Hi, Adriana. Hi, Lenny. Hello, everyone. Good morning. It is great to have you. So for those of you who have not had the pleasure of meeting Adriana, I'll give you a quick background. So we first met at the ARF in New York back in what, like 2010, something? Uh, I think it was 2011. Is it 2011? Yeah. Okay. And uh, became big buddies just hanging out at, uh, <laughs> at the, it was my first ARF and we just hung out an awful lot and talked about, you know, the future of the industry and technology and all of that good stuff. And we've been great friends ever since. And particularly the crux of this conversation, you know, Adriana, as a female tech CEO in the industry, out of LATAM particularly, you just hold a unique role in the industry that I have found to be incredibly interesting over the years and, and we've done interviews in the past and talked about all the cool stuff because you have just set the trend over and over again, but we'll get to all that. So let me back up and why don't you tell folks a little more about you and EC Global and we will go from there. Yeah, sure. So I am a computer engineer, you know, so I have a strong tech background. Technology is one of my patients and I've also, They've been working about almost 30 years developing technology solutions or technology-enabled solutions for marketing, advertising, market research. And I really love, you know, to use and develop innovative technology solutions to, you know, to bring results and to add value to our clients. So, yeah, having the ability to, you know, connect these two words of technology, data, and, you know, insights has been really um, the path that I chose, you know, in the last at least 22 years since I started working in the industry. You know, in the beginning, it was kind of challenging, especially because I love, you know, to build things that nobody has, you know, at least are not available in the market. I love to, you know, to build innovative things and to really uh, work, look into the future. So in being Latin America, you know, it's almost challenging to bring to market some of these innovative things or to launch new products or services. But I'm really happy to see how the industry has evolved, you know, in the last two decades and, you know, how far we were, you know, when we started with EC Global back in 2006. 
So why I started DC Global, you know, it's just as a background, I was working with one of the first, you know, uh, startups in the online industry, research industry of GMI back in 2000. And during six years, I was very frustrated on how all of the research studies and panels were being built, just, you know, replicating the use experience and, you know, the methodology that we used to see, you know, when we were developing telephone or face-to-face research studies. So the goal was really how we can really create something different, how we can put the user, you know, put people in the first plan and how we can start developing new ways to listen to them, to make them connect with each other, collaborate. And we probably developed one of the first social media platforms uh, even before we knew, you know, the social media platforms that we know nowadays, like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. So it's part of our journey, how we can, you know, build different type of user experience, how we can really focus on the user listen to them, and then start creating collaboration and connections between people and brands. And that's the better way that we really believe that we can generate rich insights and inspire clients. If, if somebody wants to dig in and do a search on Greenbook blog, you'll see a interview and a video from years ago where you were showcasing that innovation culture just within the business because you had your staff working in a mansion in Brazil, right? With a pool and in games and your entire approach in thinking about the business and the technology and the platform has always just been ahead of the curve. Do you want to kind of touch on how that unique culture has also driven your vision for new technologies and new approaches? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. That's that's correct. So when uh, we started, we rented a mansion there in Brazil with, you know, open spaces, you know, game rooms and swimming pool and a lot of incentives for the for really for all of our collaborators to become part of this open innovation culture. So in creative, you know, uh, and really uh, having this environment where they could feel comfortable to bring new ideas and co-create the future of EC Global and the future of the industry. So I think it's really very important that it's not just about something that we believe and we think that it's a trend. It's really to incorporate that as part of everything that we do. And we should, nowadays we have more than 100 employees and growing, you know, uh, almost every week. And now we are going to talk about that in another chapter that we are part of a larger group. But we bring this culture, you know, bring this as something that is part of our core you know, and to really have these open discussions and in co-creation, you know, and open space for the employees to bring new ideas and become part of everything that we are doing. And for those who haven't experienced the platform, I would encourage you to go and check it out, not from kind of a salesy standpoint, but simply because it's so unique in its positioning. I would describe the technology that EC Global had built often as, as Facebook for research. That doesn't do it justice but it may give you a sense of the approach as far as the user experience and the type of engagement and with all of that enabled with tools for insight generation. But with that consumer first perspective, and I think that, that probably sums it up, that is what impressed me so much and always has is that 
you focused on the idea of how do we create an engaging and rewarding experience for consumers with the inspiration from the social media platforms from that standpoint, but being purpose built to help drive insight. So definitely check that out. But you let's talk about this thing that you hinted at that all that hard work paid off a few months ago and you became part of what I think is going to be one of the defining trends for the next few years for the industry, meaning that you were a technology platform acquired by a much larger technology platform and not a research platform, but a different type of company that saw the value of incorporating insights into the business. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, Lenny, that's that's correct. So it's been, you know, 16 years and along this journey, Siglobo received, you know, many offers, you know, in the past from the industry. But we, you know, this one, you know, from Stefanini Group was really a great fit to us. Stefanini, just as a background, is our large global Brazilian company, uh, IT company. They just completed 35 years. They are in more than 40 countries, 30,000 employees, and $1.1 billion turnover in 2021. So it's a huge organization with this technology, you know, background, global presence. And it's a great fit to, to Stefanini in terms of bringing all of this consumer-centric approach and experience, bringing an integrated approach to CMI, social CIM, and also loyalty programs. So with Stefanini Group, we are now part of a marketing solutions, you know, business unit. And in this business unit, we are also, you know, collaborating with ad agencies, you know, data science and, uh, you know, these different ventures, as they call, bringing together new and innovative marketing solutions and tech-enabled solutions. So, yes, all of these, you know, hard work, all of these years definitely, you know, paid off. And, you know, in just three months, within Stefanini Group, we are also already talking with so many different stakeholders within our clients, you know, expanding outside the traditional market research or CMI groups, now talking with CX, you know, with digital hubs in expanding the usage of our platform, not just for, you know, insights communities or insights programs. So nowadays we're working with large and global organizations on how we can really help these clients to build their consumer or first-party data assets, how we can help them to um, create this intimacy and ongoing conversations and collaborations with their own customers or with consumers. So it's a really great moment for us and a lot of opportunities to accelerate, you know, our internationalization and, you know, global expansion. And at the same time to capitalize in all, everything that we've been building, you know, in all of these platforms that can connect not just consumers and brands, but we can really make a difference to these clients, helping them to build these consumer brand platforms and combining relationship insights and in lawyers programs. So we are now in this phase of expanding even our, you know, the scope and, and how we can really help our clients and bring added value to them. That's so exciting. And we see as we move into this next wave of growth for the industry and you know, redefining who are players and stakeholders in the industry. And we're increasingly seeing, you know, large tech platforms, large consulting companies, large media organizations and, and marketing agencies 
are not just clients, but they're also suppliers. And we're looking at those integrations that are happening. I fully expect to see more acquisitions similar to uh, what happened with you and Stefani Group in what if Amazon buys Qualtrics, right? <laughs> I'm not saying that I think that's going to happen, but but it certainly could. Or maybe a better example would be Salesforce buying Qualtrics or Amazon buying Zappi or, you know, I, I think those type of combinations are going to be the norm as we go forward, simply because it unlocks so much potential synergy as you're experiencing right now. So you are one of the first that we can point to and say, see, you know, this is what the future looks like. This is how our industry is evolving to not just be one data source, but being you know, kind of synergistically integrated across many data assets and unlocking more value for end clients through that integration. You're playing it out. Yeah, it's great. And, you know, it's exciting to be part of this movement. And one of the first movers, actually, you know, going to that direction, that's, you know, always been a dream, you know, and a really big wish to, to find a partner that could, you know, share this vision and could help us, you know, to really, you know, be in this spot, in this position where we can really, you know, help clients to connect all of these dots and go beyond the traditional, you know, CMI and research projects. So it's really exciting to see how our industry is evolving and seeing that we are part of this movement. We're going to take a quick pause to highlight our podcast partner, Nailbiter. If you didn't know, Nailbiter is one of the fastest risers on our annual Grit Top 50 Most Innovative Suppliers list with a unique platform delivering quantitative behavioral video metrics. Those metrics help inform some of the most important business questions their CPG clients have within a diverse range of consumer and shopper research areas. Speaking of diversity, within the GRIT Top 15, Nailbiter is the only supplier with a female CEO and is the only certified minority business enterprise supplier by the NMSDC. All right, so let's talk a little bit about you and your journey, because we've been friends for a long time. I know you're, you're a single mom with twin boys, which, you know, oh my God, that's a, that's a whole yeah. other level of, you know, of yes. accolade for, for being, a, you know, a single mom and balancing that family. Your, your sister is in the company as well, right? Yeah. So you've always struck me as, as being very family centric and trying to balance those needs of growing the business as a, a tech CEO and tech entrepreneur, while also, you know, having this personal life as well. What has that been like through the years of, of struggling through those things? Oh my gosh. Or maybe it's yeah. not a struggle. Maybe it's just easy. <laughs> no, I, I, I can, it's not easy, but you know, um, yeah, but, but let me mention, I have, I am a mom of twin boys, a girl, and now two pets. So I have like five, <laughs> uh, you know, but um, Lainey, yes, I think that uh, it's about some, the capacity that we as women have to be multitasking, you know, and taking care of multiple things at the same time. So it's common thing for me to be running meetings and client calls, sometimes, you know, running or driving uh, and pick up in kids or, you know, while I'm waiting, you know, while they're having swimming class or dance class, I'm having meetings in the car. So my life has been like that, you know, traveling and 
I have a lot of family support, so I am lucky on that side, you know. So in the beginning of Easy Globe, I, in all of these travels and attending conference, you know, and meetings, I always had a lot of support and help from my family, my parents who could stay with the kids, my daughter. So I have three daughters and one brother, and, you know, every time or moment that I need any support from my family, they're always there, you know, to support and to help. So that's been really important, you know, to to make this possible, uh, you know, to start a company and grow this company and being, you know, uh, having to travel and dealing with so many things at the same time. So family support is, is very important. And also having this capacity, to, you know, to be dynamic and flexible and the kids understand as well that is part, you know, they are part of, of the company and they learn everything about this global, you know, because uh, at the end of the day, I, I brief this, you know, um, all the time. but. It's challenging, but I think that's rewarding because it's inspiring for them, you know, as well as having a man that's an entrepreneur and successful, you know, and have this opportunity for them to see that they can um, also build, you know, uh, their own future. And I think that's a great example for them, showing that there is no limit when you have a big dream and then you hard work, that hard work pays off. That's awesome. And I'm thinking why you're while you were talking about the family component, is that one of the strengths that maybe we don't talk about that often coming from a Latin American background and and heritage is that focus on family. I'm not sure that a purely American uh, or any other culture uh, entrepreneur could claim to have that same level of support. What do you think? I agree. Definitely. You know, in in Latin America, we have this family bond. So uh, in a lot of support, not just from your parents, sometimes from your brothers and sisters and, you know, family grow together. And uh, we don't see uh, the same, the same, you know, the same family. Uh, of course, that family is very important here as well. But we see that family, you know, members are more independent. The kids leave home at 18. You know, uh, in, in Brazil, for example, we can stay and you know, we can live with our parents until we get married. It doesn't matter if it's 25, 30 or even 40. So, but even after you get married, you continue you know, this close family bond, you know, uh, and that's very important. Yeah, it's part of the culture. I love that. Uh, is that culture still part of this larger organization now? Or have you found that... It- is there a point where, from a business standpoint, it gets so big that those those cultural touchstones become less important simply because you're pulled in so many different directions? Or is that really baked in, regardless of size? No, regardless of size, it's it's still here. It's still very important and part of the core. Yeah, so it, regardless of the size, it continues. Okay, that's good to know. Uh, <laughs> So let, let's dig in that a little bit more and kind of broaden out with your experience in growing this type of business and being so successful as a woman in Latin America. That has always struck me as somewhat of a rarity for a variety of reasons. How has that played into the story for you? Well, to tell the truth, I never felt or had any difficult being this outlier or, you know, feeling that I was in disadvantage by being, you know, a woman. I've always had really great connections and um, 
great network, you know, of friends and contacts and uh, other colleagues in the industry that has always supported me. Maybe I am kind of an exception, <laughs> but I believe that that is somehow part of my career since I started with 18 years old and 22. I was a, an IT manager at 22. And I had to manage, you know, a large team and most of them, may, you know, uh, males. Uh, and my my boss always male as well. So I never had that difficult of feeling that I, I had, you know, any disadvantage or feel weak because of that. But uh, yeah, maybe I'm in a, an exception. But for me, it's been kind of like normal. I couldn't, to tell the truth, not, haven't, haven't had any difficulty, you know, being a female and tech entrepreneur. Maybe even helping me somehow <laughs> to be in this in this unique profile. But uh, yeah, to tell the truth, I haven't suffered, you know, because of being this outlier. Do you think that you are still an outlier? Because I would think it'd be more of maybe a trendsetter is probably a better way to say it. I don't think so. Maybe in our industry, in the market research industry, we see fewer females, you know, on, in, in this position. But in general, we see a lot of, you know, female CEOs. And even in large tech companies, you know, in all Latin America, more and more successful women assuming, you know, these C-level positions, even in, in technology companies. So I think that's uh, definitely a, a movement or a trend that we're continuing to see and growing. Not just in Latin America, right, Lenny? What, what do you think about what's happening here, for example, in the, in the U.S.? I think we're getting there, you know, for sure. You know, I think we've come a long way and still have a long way to go overall. But I, I definitely, you know, there's some fantastic female founders and CEOs in, in the inside space, as well as you know, certainly in, in other categories. And we're seeing more and more of that. And we could probably talk for hours on kind of what that, those, those cultural macro changes are. But I'm glad it's happening overall. More from the standpoint of, I just think, more opportunity. You know, I'm, I'm a fan of entrepreneurship, period. So I love seeing anybody starting a business and going through that process because I think that's, from my own experience, just a far more rewarding life. So I've, I've never been a uh, one who works well for others. <laughs> I can play well with others. But it's uh, on kind of an equal footing. So I learned long ago that I needed to, to build businesses myself and I'm just a big fan of that for everybody. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad that that's happening across the board. So let's, let's talk about LATAM a little bit more because I have often said that I thought that the next wave of innovation would come from, well, let's call it emerging markets as a whole, but LATAM specifically, especially when... You know, we have these vibrant growing economies like uh, like Brazil and Chile and Mexico and technological leapfrogging. So I think what, what put that in context for me was that where prior to 2005, Internet connectivity was not necessarily dominant in uh, in those countries. But with the advent of mobile, it changed. Right. And and so many folks were able to experience online connectivity via mobile devices, and that defined things in a very different way in terms of the opportunities for data and the ways that we engage, et cetera, et cetera. You certainly have proven that point and how you developed your technology in kind of a mobile-first scenario, and I think we're, we're seeing that growth continue to happen and maybe hampered by, you know, geopolitical and economic crap, right, that <laughs> happens all over, but... 
but I think there's just immense opportunity in in Latin America overall. What's your take on that? Yes, I agree. I think that when we look into these markets like Brazil, Mexico, Chile, we see a lot of growth in terms of startup, you know, all of these startup movements and innovations. And we have, as Latin Americans, I think a lot of creative people, you know, and we have this environment that uh, incentivizes, you know, connections and collaboration. And, and that's, uh, it's, it's really important to create these innovative ecosystems, right? So I think that uh, what we've seen the last years, uh, you know, Latin America building these innovative ecosystems and startups and exporting, you know, to the world technologies and, and, you know, business models and solutions, I think that it's going to continue to grow. And I think that I definitely see Latin, you know, Latin America in general, becoming one of these, you know, new centers of innovation for many different, you know, areas from banking, you know, to marketing and ad tech. And so we're seeing that already. Another example of, of innovation, I think it was Guatemala a few years ago that was basically looking at charter towns that were kind of founded around technology companies, you know, and experimenting with, with whole new models of not just infrastructure, but even, even government structure and, you know, models for governance and society. So lots of experimentation occurring there which I thought was just really fascinating. Biotech, right? Obviously Cuba, biotech, you know, tons of hubs of really cool stuff happening that I don't think get the attention that, that it deserves from the rest of the world. Yes, I agree. And there is something, Lenny, that's important that uh, on the consumer side, you know, Latin America people, we are part of our culture. You are very uh, connected with our group, social groups, you know, from families and friends. So since all of the social media platforms become, became part of our daily lives, you see, you know, internet usage, statistics and social media uses, Latin Americans are on the top of the list, you know, or people who using more mobile devices and social media platforms in games. So that create these opportunities, you know, that consumers on are early adopters of new technologies and they really love, you know, to be connected. So we are, in terms of the consumer market, there's a lot of opportunity to really be in this, you know, this first time, you know, markets for many companies, even outside Latin America, Latin America can be this test market, can be this market that consumers are open you know, to new products, new services, new technologies. And so there is another opportunity on that sense as well. Yeah. So I want to be conscious of, uh, of your time as well as time of our listeners. So you had, you know, an amazing last few months, you know, lots of change and you've had a little, little time to settle in, I guess. Right. And okay. We're here's, here's the new, uh, the new paradigm. What are you looking forward to over the course of the next year? What are some highlights that you expect to see happen? Yeah. So one of the first movement that has started as well is our, you know, how we work with the U.S. team. So I just returned from their, you know, headquarters in the U.S. You know, we started working with all of the client team and, and training the different Stefanini business units. Who is C Global? What are the values that we bring to customers? How we can blend these into our portfolio of solutions? So I think the in the next year, that's one of our main goals is how we can really grow 
in within the group in how we can bring this solution to the you know all of our clients around the world. And as I mentioned, you know we are now just working with CMI and teams. We are expanding to work with digital hubs, you know, CRM and and and, and the marketing teams as well as branding. As communities are now part of the brand experience, when we create communities, we are now talking, you know, with the brand owners. And so there's two movements, you know, how we can grow in different markets, you know, together with all of the Stefanini groups around the world and how we can expand to start talking with different stakeholders within, you know, these two fronts will be growing, you know, side by side, hand by hand. Very cool. And during all the time, you also, you moved right from Miami to Orlando and you know, have two sons in college now. So that's uh, lots of interesting changes for you across the board, huh? Yeah, recently moved as well. So it's nice to be now in Central Florida. And my daughter as well, you know, is studying in Europe. So I, I'm also in my personal life uh, as well, you know, having this global expansion. So it's now Latin, US, Europe, uh, and the company growing the three different markets as well. So yeah, it's it's part of the of my this new 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 future for me as well. Oh, yeah, so where's your daughter studying? Uh, no, she's still fifteen, so she's doing high school and just uh, starting there in Portugal, Lisbon. So Lisbon, Orlando, São Paulo will be <laughs> the three cities that I will be, you know, uh, in the next uh, at least a few years to come. <laughs> 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 global jet setter. Uh, but what are you going to do with the dogs then? So oh, that's a really great question. That's a challenge. Uh, <laughs> so for, for now, they are three years old. So for now, I've have I've had you know some family help as well with them when I have to do at least this quick three to five days, you know, trips. But now I'm getting their international passport, <laughs> and probably they will become a kind of global travelers as well. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> so, oh, I can just picture you walking through the airport carrying the dogs in the cage and the... Uh, uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. They are from Yes, They're kind of small so I can carry them, you know, uh, in the cabin. So, that's a, a challenge, but uh, I... One more challenge <laughs> to manage. <laughs> well, if anybody can do it, it's you. So, anything <laughs> that you wanted to talk about or mention that I didn't ask? Well, I think that we've covered some great topics and um, I just want to mention that it's been really grateful, you know, to being a friend and working together and see as well, Lenny, everything that we, you've done, you know, to the industry. And uh, we shared this vision back to 2011, right? And it's great to see how the industry has evolved and that the moment that we are here and seeing this broader opportunity that we have, you know, as market researchers when i when i say market research it seems heavy because it's much more than that and we we tend to associate research more on a more scientific role right but nowadays we understand people you know we can really bring this knowledge and expertise to work with data understanding people and helping the clients to really build you know all of these not just connections but understanding people and helping to evolve their business Putting you know, the consumer first, the consumer on the center of their decisions. I think that there are no other professionals that are more capable, you know, to help clients to to navigate through that. 
I could not agree more, and I and I appreciate the gracious mention as well. It's been it's been fantastic to share this journey with so many great people, and particularly with you, all of your help over the years. I mean, those who don't know, we did the first IX event in Brazil, primarily because Adriana and EC Global was there, <laughs> and you know, immense help in doing that, and the Insight Innovation Competition with your the, the home of that for so many years. So, always been just a great partner in so many ways and look forward to continuing that in the future as you keep on being a trendsetter. So thank you for your time. Good luck with, with everything you have going on, including, you know, carting the dogs to the airport uh, as you uh, jet back and forth, navigating college with, uh, with two boys and your daughter in, uh, in Portugal. And I think that's it for now. So thank you so much for your time. I'm sure that we will have you back soon. Thank you, Lainey. My pleasure. All right. Thank you, Adrian. I want to give a big uh, shout out to our producer, Natalie, to our editor, James, to our sponsor, Nailbiter, and of course, to you, our listeners. Thank you so much for spending time with us. That's it for now. We'll see you again soon on another edition of the Green Book Podcast. Bye for now. Join Greenbook for the 2024 Insight Innovation Exchange. This global conference series, also known as IIEX, is where connections are made, inspiration is found, and innovative solutions are discovered. With more than 90% of attendees using IIEX Insights to shape strategic business decisions, the return on investment is undeniable. Whether you're in Asia-Pacific, North America, Europe, or Latin America, IIEX is your gateway to the latest market research best practices, tech innovation, and strategies for transforming insights into action. Nurture your career and business with insights from across the globe. And here's a bonus. Use the special code PODCAST to save 20% on general admission for all IIEX events. Visit greenbook.org events today to learn more and register. See you there.